1: What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Let's get into it. I mean, we're here with a very special guest today.
0: Yes, we're here with Molly Peckler from Highly Devoted. Thank you so much for having
2: me, Mike and Mary Jane.
0: You I'm look so excited. So beautiful in this light with the green top and your green microphone. Thank you. Can I just say? I- Angelic.
2: I appreciate that. I'm feeling angelic. With the light <laughs> pouring down from above, yeah. this is perfect.
0: Well, first off, we just have to say, Molly, that you are a cannabis love matchmaker, right? This is true. OK.
2: I help people find love and connect over cannabis. And I work mainly with sophisticated cannabis consumers. And you know, we're based here in LA, but we have clients all over the place.
0: Can we uh, talk a little bit about, like, the, so that party was fabulous, by the way. Thank you so much. Love Breeze? Yes.
2: It it's called Love Breathe. Okay. And I, along with uh, the amazing founders of high-end creatives, Dane and Valerie, we all wanted to create a beautiful event that brought people together so they could connect over cannabis in a really like sophisticated, modern way. Mm-hmm. So um, the 60 Hotel in Beverly Hills. Very posh. It's gorgeous. They have this incredible rooftop lounge called Above 60. Mm-hmm. And they are starting to dip their toe into cannabis events, which is definitely not the norm in Beverly Hills. There's a lot of strict regulations. And yeah.
0: <laughs> and I will say when I showed up and I said to the doorman, I'm here for the weed event, like he, he gave
2: me a little bit of a look. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize for that. Uh, no, they are definitely a little posh mm-hmm. um, in Beverly Hills. But they approached me because I'd done an event with Bang Chocolate last year. Ooh. And... I brought together a really great group of people, and they—someone there had attended that event and was like, "Okay, if we're going to get into cannabis events, we want to do that with you." Cool. And so it—it ended up being a huge success. Yeah, it was. For the first event, they were definitely a little more strict. They wanted us to keep the guest list down. Um, We had about 350 RSVPs, but we only gave the okay to about 200 people. So it ended up being about 175 who showed up.
1: That's a great problem to have. It was. Yeah. So,
2: so now for our next event, which is on June 18th, they're opening that up to 300 people. And, and so they're also allowing us to have a little bit more flour instead of just vaping at this next event. So, you yeah. know, we're slowly wearing them down. But I think that cannabis is such an amazing social lubricant. <laughs> and <laughs> Lube. Lube. is just such a great word. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. But it just, weed allows you to bring your walls down and it just puts you in a different frame of mind. You can have these amazing deep dive conversations. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, for me, the reason why I started my matchmaking business is because of the fact that cannabis is such an amazing way to connect with someone. Um, and it really does allow you to open your heart and have these deep dive conversations and it's an amazing aphrodisiac and so for for all of these reasons it's amazing in a social event
0: and did you see the news story that just uh, was about a study that came out of the University of Buffalo that it has
2: like clinical data that it actually makes you a better partner yes mm-hmm. um, I was actually just listening to that on last week's podcast oh, yeah. bing, bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no I, I think it's so cool that there's finally some data behind that because everyone who is a cannabis connoisseur knows that it really is great for relationships, you know. For me, I think everything in moderation. If you use cannabis to an extent that um that maybe you are just unable to be as present or you're trying to, you know, medicate yourself in a certain way to deal with an emotional issue or whatever it may be, then you have to be careful of that. But I think if you're using it in moderation and allowing it to you know, for me, I know it makes me the a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think it's really phenomenal phenomenal in the context of a relationship, you know, romantic friendship, or just your relationship with yourself. You know, <laughs> this is weed and grub. Yeah, for me, I I love connecting with people. I love building bonds over cannabis, but I love using cannabis when I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your go to snack? Oh mm. man, that is so. I know it's tough. hard. <laughs> that is so tough. So I have just an insane sweet tooth so me too. yeah Mm. for me you know some people like the salty snacks it's like give me a cheesecake give me a delicious pastry or you know even just some amazing ripe fruit Mm. is so delicious when you're high I feel like you're Chicago right I am Chicago you're both Chicago yes we are I feel like yeah Midwest what's up what's up Chicago (laughs) I've never been I
0: gotta go. Now is the time to go. I feel like cheesecake Mm -hmm. is a very Chicago answer.
2: Is that true? Yeah, Eli's Cheesecake is a Chicago original, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just like things that are kind of tangy. Do you fuck
1: with cheesecake? Yeah, tangy shit. Love it. Love a good tang. Like sour cream on a cheesecake is actually like one of my go-to things. And also the Midwest is known for that thick-ass slice of anything. So Mm. whether it's deep dish pizza, cheesecake, triple layer. Another one of my favorite high foods. Yeah, it's all just about thick slabs. Um. (laughs) Because it's so
2: cold. You (laughs) You need something to warm you up. Yeah. But but for me, I have a really, really small appetite. I get full very, very quickly, and I love to eat. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, whenever I'm going out for a meal – um, cannabis is part of that mm-hmm. I always have to smoke first and you know my husband and I we fell in love over weed it's uh-huh. always been a huge part of how we connect and we always connected over food as well yeah and so it's just this whole ritual that we have where we'll smoke a joint together and then we'll get ready and we'll go out or we'll cook something together and we can just enjoy everything and then we geek out on all of the different flavors and textures and just how everything makes us feel and whether or not we want to have this again or try something else on the menu or cook something else but it's just really fun in terms of starting those conversations and for me just allowing me to eat the food that I love
1: it takes a really special person to so we have a friend named Joel Hadley who can work every room to make sure everybody knows everybody by the end of it. Wow. And it's it's magical cuz you gift. see it it's like yeah there's just a breeze to him that mm-hmm. sweeps through the whole place and like brings everyone together. And I see that same moment in you where it's like somebody might be standing alone over here on their phone and it's like nope, we ain't having that and you will Just connect people and give each person an opening with like a sentence that might be the start of some new relationship they never expected.
2: Well, Hmm. I've had so many relationships that have changed my life, not just romantic, but just incredible friendships or business connections that have just changed the trajectory of, of my experience. And so I feel like I have this amazing network and I have... All these things that i'm so passionate about so i just love bringing new people into into
0: someone else's life can i hear like a a, do you have the story the sort of the one that you tell where you're like this is this is the story of these people that i brought together that you can share with us
2: um i'm trying to think i've got a lot of stories i bet you do oh yeah i've got a lot of stories um so i was working with a client here in la and he had just gotten out of a divorce and was really just a little bit heartbroken he was kind of a shell of himself he, he lost his mojo and for me a big part of the first match that I introduced him to was allowing him to feel more confident and to feel more like himself and just get excited for this new path because he had been heartbroken about his previous relationship and a lot of the reason why his marriage ended is because of cannabis. His, you know, originally he and his wife were, they loved consuming together, but then she got sick of it. And she started judging him and making him feel bad about it. And, you know, he at this entire time, his career was progressing. He was becoming more and more successful. So it's not like it was getting in the way of anything. Um, But it was it was just something that ended up pulling them apart. So the first match that I set him up with was You know, it wasn't like a love connection, but it allowed him to feel so much stronger about being able to go out and meet people and ask the right questions and just feel like himself again. And then by the time I introduced him to his second match, like he was super confident and feeling good. And I introduced him to this wonderful woman. And I know that they are still dating now. And so this was probably. I don't know a little over a year so hopefully I will have news soon of an engagement
0: oh my god
1: yo wow
0: fabulous they're doing bong rips together right now yeah they are I hope so (laughs) (laughs) okay so I gotta know well like dating like what do you say to someone who comes to you and they're a hot mess how do you like sort of fix them up to send them on (laughs) a first date do you advise them on their appearance? Do you suggest that they get new headshots? Do you talk them about talk to them about like their wardrobe and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely, okay, all, right. do all of those things. Yeah. Like, let's you know, do, like, do you work with a stylist? Do you, do you recommend
2: that, like, to that degree where you'll send them to someone to? So I don't have a specific stylist, but I will definitely send them to stores. You know, I have clients all over the country, so I'll do a little research and be like, okay, you need to go here, um, and then. Well, photos are a big part of the process because I have to go and pitch my clients to potential matches. And part of that is showing photos, sharing a little bit of a bio, and then me just kind of putting my magic on top of it and just sharing my passion for how amazing I think they are and why I think they would be such a great match. Mm-hmm. So yes, I make all of my clients get great photos and I help them pick out a photographer and I give them all sorts of tips of how they should present themselves in these photos because it's not like a corporate hedge. This is something where it's supposed to show who you are and what your passions are and just get someone excited about getting to know this person more.
0: And you want to get that guy who's like shirtless with sunglasses holding up a fish to put on a shirt. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and take off the
1: sunglasses and put the fish down. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. I have a rule. No sunglasses or hats and photos.
1: When you find two people that you think are gonna be a match. I, a, a part of me is picturing when I was 16 and I went on a date to a movie, and my mom and dad also went to the movie but sat like four rows up and to the left. You know what I mean? Like, are they like coming back to you with manila folders of top secret reconnaissance to like help go to the next level? Yeah.
2: Well, a, a big part of our process is feedback because sometimes you are just not aware of how you're presenting yourself or how something that you say may be misconstrued. So after every first date, especially, I will get feedback from both parties. And then a huge part of the process is coaching and really helping my clients to be the best version of themselves when it comes to dating. Um I've certainly had situations where after a first date, the the match was not interested in seeing the client again because of something that they said, and after I was able to help them understand what they actually meant, they saw they were they went on another date and then ended up in a very serious relationship. So, you know, I think that there's so many misconnections like that where people give up way too early um without giving it the proper time and effort to see if this really does have potential because people could be nervous on a first date or they might have had a really shitty day or just be in a bad mood um and so or just say a dumb wrong thing by accident which i do all the time we're human i mean my foot
0: is in my mouth like half the day you know <laughs> and then so. the other
1: half the day the other foot yeah the other, I just switch up feet <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know i would i would hope that if i made a terrible mistake like that that i would have a second chance to sort of like you know make up for it if i really liked that person it would be so sad to like go on a date with someone and then I don't know, have that person be offended by something that you said. I don't know. I well, just, and, I'm sad and about that. <laughs> so often,
2: you don't know why. Mm. You know, yeah. you have no idea what happened. You're like, I thought this went great. Mm. What What's going on? Why aren't they returning my calls? Why did they ghost me? And yeah. How do you deal with that? How oh, do you deal with ghosting? I've
1: t- touched my phone like every second of every day, hoping mm-hmm. to get a text back about anything before, and it's a fucking nightmare yeah. to live that way. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Are your parents together?
2: They... Are about to celebrate their fiftieth wedding anniversary. Whoa! I fucking
1: knew it. That's so beautiful. Congrats.
2: Yeah, that's I'm, amazing. I, I'm blown away. So yeah, it's it's amazing, and they're still so in love. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it's possible.
2: It's definitely possible. I've, it,
1: okay, please. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I I have found that core values are the most important thing to be aligned on, and by that I mean like, what is your compass? How do you make the biggest decisions in your life? Um, because that's a way that you can really tell how someone is gonna act in the future Mm -hmm. Um, because when you're in a relationship you're walking down a path with someone and you're either gonna go down the same path or you're gonna veer apart and so if you can understand someone's thought process and what they value and the things that are most important to them in their life then it's a lot easier to say okay I think we're gonna make the same decisions when it comes to this to the big stuff.
1: And be able to have an open conversation about yes. that decision.
2: Yes. You have to communicate. You have
0: to be open. What do you do when you're encountered with a problematic person? Has that ever
2: happened to you in your practice? A problematic client? Yeah. Yes. No, I definitely have. Not everyone is able to be helped at all times. Right. Um, you're also so not a therapist. I'm not a therapist. Like, I've it's been... not
1: your job to do a lot of sp- certain types of work.
2: No, I'm there to match them. But I have a degree in psychology. Oh. I... I love human psychology and I really you know I try and understand people's motivations and intentions and why they do certain things Um, so that certainly is a part of how I look at a client but sometimes people they just have too many walls up or they are in denial about certain things and the process of matchmaking can be really tough on your ego because sometimes you're going to meet someone who just doesn't like you for whatever reason it may be. However much due diligence I do ahead of time, there's just something that might be off. And so, um, you know, it can be really tough when you meet someone and you like them and they don't like you to try again. Um, so it's just dependent on, you know, if you're if you're ready to deal with some of the tough stuff mm-hmm. um, and if you're willing to listen and take action on the advice that we provide.
1: Do you talk about sex?
2: Indeed, yes, um, because Some people are very sexual and they need their partner to be right on par with them. Whereas other people, it's not as important. So, you know, I certainly ask like in your ideal relationship, how many times a week would you want to have sex with this person? Um, Is there, are there any like specific kinks or anything that's really important to you? And do you feel like people are honest with you? They're open and honest with you about that? And that's, that's why I can be successful because I make people feel very comfortable um, and allow them to open up and, you know, the first, qu- uh, my questionnaire is designed in a very specific way where it just kind of eases into it and then we get to the, the real need of it <laughs> like, as, uh, as they warmed up.
0: Yeah. Like a real
2: expert. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Any good horror Lube movie. Lube it up and ease in. <laughs> oh, <nice>. <laughs> Always. <laughs>
1: I, I feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to like put myself there when it comes to things like sexual preferences and I guess if somebody is talking with you at that time, there's a level of trust already built in, right? Right, but it's still like, yeah, like I, I what's the it's it's a it's a hinky area, like just like weed is, you know?
0: Yeah, well, it's a, and I'm I was just thinking about how when I I went to. Um, see a therapist at one point and he started asking me about my set like my sex life and he it, w- it was just like it felt like this huge um like all my walls went up right away because I was like I just can't like I'm un- you know like unburden myself to this. I mean, he was a, it was a man, I think, which was more difficult. Like I I feel like I would have an easier time talking to you because, you know, as a woman, I feel like you would understand and, you know, and also, obviously also I know you and I would trust you with that information, but yeah, it's just really hard to like be honest and open about things like sex. I mean, that intimacy is yeah, I don't even know if I I know enough about like what I would put into words about my own preferences. Not that anyone's asking right now, but you know what I mean?
2: Well, and, and I think that's why you don't see as many male matchmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more of a female pre- – pre- uh, I can't even talk. Uh, profession, mm-hmm. um, But there, there are some male matchmakers out there. But I think it really, you have to get vulnerable and you have to get deep and you have to be able to be as honest as possible. And so the best matchmakers are the ones that people feel really open with and they can trust and they can just truly be themselves. Do you get feedback when people are on dates ever? Like a text? Like oh, it's yeah. going great? Or yes. Oh, I get... I get pictures texted to me. Oh, and I'm that's just so like, nice. Yes. That's so nice. Yeah, it's it's fun, but it's also I'm sometimes I'm like horrified. I'm like, oh my god, I hope this goes well. Yeah, and I'm on pins and needles waiting to hear that feedback. Um, <sighs> so it can be, you know, matchmaking is a stressful job, and it's definitely exhausting, and it takes a lot out of you emotionally because I really want to be there for my clients, mm-hmm. um, and especially in, a, in in a place where they can be a little insecure and afraid and so you know for me it's just really important to be there for them in in whatever way I can and allow them to feel as confident as possible in that situation
1: is it important to have this separate from your relationship with your husband because I personally would feel like oh is she studying me like where's the line where's the boundary when you're when you are matched up with somebody and you like love them yourself
2: in terms of like how i approach my clients or well i would are you like... saying like
0: do you do you sort of like analyze your husband's behavior sometimes
2: and, like, oh yeah 100 percent. but he's used to it like i he's said like, i'm we've not been one d- of your clients we've been <laughs> together 14 years and i've been doing this long before i was a matchmaker so it's nothing new for him wow. <laughs>
1: what is uh i mm, how do you let someone down easy you mean i don't know like for me i'm like rip off the fucking band-aid just tell me it didn't work out are you a ghoster no i'm not a ghoster but i am like a ghosty a, ghost what's a ghosty like i've been Have ghosted you been ghosted oh sure <laughs> i think everybody's been a ghoster and a ghosty yeah. at some point sure mm-hmm. yeah we've all haunted homes and had them haunted ourselves so it but i when somebody like is like, oh my gosh, that was so great. And I'm so into them. And uh, when's the next time we're going to meet? And the other person is like, nope. How do you... Mm.
2: Are you talking about in with my clients the, or just in general?
1: Yeah, with your clients. Like, so How do you make sure that they're, they don't jump off a fucking bridge?
2: I try and give them as constructive feedback as possible. So mm-hmm. always give them actionable advice that they can use to get better and... Just focus on moving forward. You know, not every match is going to work. That's just, that's not possible. Um, And I try and get those expectations in line before they start meeting people. Because if I could control everything, then everyone would, all of my clients would be in love immediately.
1: Do you feel like you wish you could control the world and everyone should just listen to you because the world would be a better place because you've got it all figured out? I mean,
2: I definitely do not have it all figured out, but I could help a lot of people and I try to help a lot of people. and, And the thing about matchmaking is that You know, we are a small company and we're a boutique matchmaking firm. So we're only working with 10 to 15 clients at a time. Um, so I can't help everyone, but that's why I'm excited, because I have some cool things coming up, not only these events, but different types of content that's in the works that can really help a much broader audience. Oh,
0: that's exciting. Can you say more? Or did you just say everything that you can say about
2: it? I'm working on some TV stuff and some written stuff and Ooh. some audio stuff. Right. And I'll fill you guys in more on all of that as soon as I can. Wow. Could you uh,
0: give our listeners your prescription for the perfect
2: first date? Okay. So for the perfect first date, try not to arrive super high. I always <laughs> suggest... To arrive as close to sober as possible, um, and just be there in the moment with them. If you if you get to the point where you feel comfortable and you want to consume together, I think that is a really fun thing to do to get to know someone. Um, but. I would say for a first date don't just settle for drinks don't just settle for something really casual like sit down and spend a couple hours sharing a meal with someone Um, have some good questions lined up that you want to ask them you obviously don't want it to feel like it's an interview but try and understand the things that they're most passionate about like try and understand what makes them tick and I always tell my clients keep in the back of your mind like the three or four most important things that you're looking for and allow that to shape the conversation that you have. So it's not just like, oh, I'm seeing if I like this person. It's really being strategic about the time that you spend with them. I can't
0: think of... uh the best date that I've ever had right now in the moment. But I do know that, like, if I showed up to meet someone for the first time and, you know, you like, you've experienced, like, you've been introduced by cannabis matchmaker, mm-hmm. so you know, like, you both want to smoke weed. Just, like, have your, not only, like, present your best self, but bring your best bud. Like, roll, roll a fantastic joint with whatever it is that you love right now. Like, right now I would bring, I have some Nameless Genetics, um, mm. Mega Sunset flower that I just got, and it's, like, so crystalline delicious and i would just like roll that up and have that in my pocket to hopefully smoke with that person and be like you know do you want to go for a walk on the beach and smoke this joint if we like each other
2: yes Right? Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, I've had clients show up to dates, and they're like, you know, I was thinking about bringing her regular flowers, but I just brought her cannabis flowers instead. And then she was really happy.
0: And now in California, like, there are so many companies where you can actually buy, I think, who is it who does the bouquet of weed?
1: Flower Daddy?
2: Yeah. Is it Flower Daddy? And Flowers on Flowers. There's a few different ones. Yeah. And no, and there's some beautiful arrangements that are created with cannabis. Which is just Crazy, amazing, and it's that you so can thoughtful too.
0: Buy a bouquet of weed. I love it. It's very cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, my first date with my husband. Um, well, I guess it wasn't a date. I just went down to his apartment, and he was holding a bong, and I shared a bong with him. <laughs> so we were twenty-one, so it wasn't like there you go, yeah, whatever. But but it's it just allows you to to feel a little bit more vulnerable, to feel a little bit more open, mm-hmm. and laugh with someone. I'm like yeah. what's better
0: than that? I spent a week really stoned in Amsterdam with a guy that I liked a lot. That was pretty great. I bet. <laughs> sounds awesome. It was amazing. Well, yeah. and
2: Amsterdam is so romantic. It like, was so
0: romantic that we got really stoned and went to the Vondel Park and just watched the parrots fly around. And I was like, you know, little tweety birds in my What's eyes. What's better. It was
2: great. And then just have some of the, what is it, panekoken? Oh. The big pancakes? Hell yeah, like those waffle kooken things. Oh, everything is so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. so Especially good. when you're really high <laughs> on space cakes. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> What about the people who don't really want their cannabis consumption to be publicly known? Because they have, maybe they're like, we have people who listen to this that are just teachers and they're like, I sure. can't post anything about anything. Mm-hmm. I can't do nothing, but I I love it. I just can't be public about it yet.
2: So I have a lot of clients actually who need to stay confidential because they have government jobs or their teachers or other types of professionals in states where it's not allowed Um, and so our service is completely confidential so it's not like there is a public profile that you can check out there's nothing like that Um, I am specifically going out and pitching my client to like very specific group of people Um, so it's not like it's something that they have to worry about this is going out into the public
1: Cool. That's so nice to hear. Yeah.
2: For, you know, for other people who are not working with my service and who live in places where they can't be open or they have a job where they can't talk about cannabis, um, you know, I I think it's just about really trying to connect with your local cannabis community um, and doing it in a way that is offline. So you can find there's different meetups or Facebook groups that talk about different events, you know, follow different brands on social media and sometimes they'll do events or talk. Uh, speaking engagements, what it, you know, wherever you are, it doesn't matter if it's legal or not. There are still ways to connect with that community and meet those people um, without being loud and proud on social media.
1: I have one final question. Um, if you have a, I, I have one more. Oh. You haven't interrupted once this whole conversation. You have listened and then waited until somebody finishes their sentence, and then you have wait. Started I have something to say. Dis- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interrupting cow (laughs) sorry i had to (laughs) it wouldn't be us if you didn't (laughs) sorry well it's like it's uh, the biggest question is like where does that where does that ability to listen have empathy and then calculate it on a practical level come from is your mom and dad just like did they raise you to say like so what's up? Tell us everything and we will listen and then give you advice. Like, how does this all come together?
2: Mm. My mom, not so much. My dad, 100%. Yes, I I feel like I definitely learned that from my dad. Um, I... I think a lot of it also comes from when I was growing up I was really shy and I did not like to put myself out there and so I was always just listening and thinking and you know trying to figure out okay when is the best time for me to pounce and and get in the conversation and I had to really put a lot of effort into doing that now with especially with what I do listening is such a huge part of it. So many of my clients just need someone to listen to them. Um, And so it's a skill that I always try and hone and bring into every conversation that I have and every relationship that I have, professional or otherwise. It's Mm. fucking
1: beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, truly. It feels so nice to just, like, make eye contact with someone, have them – have me be so fully aware that they are hearing me, and then being able to, like, give back so that the loop is – continuous.
0: The world would be such a a nice nicer place if everyone, you know, took t- like took a breath and listened instead of saying something sometimes, right?
2: Yeah, it it would. Uh but I think there's so many things that get in the way of that. Mm. Um, you know, obviously like you have this desire to have your voice be heard and you want to make sure that people around you understand you and sometimes it's just like that just can't hold it in Mm -hmm. and you really just want to let it out and shout it from the rooftops and it doesn't matter what the timing is Um, I also think there are certain issues like anxiety that get in the way too and you're just like oh my god I'm not going to have another chance to do this I have to just speak now Um, so it's just it's really understanding yourself and and I've done a lot of that in the past couple of years I feel like I kind of went through a little bit of an identity crisis and Mm. now I know who I am so much more and that has in turn, made me a much better listener, too.
1: Mm. Well, you were aware of it, and you were like, let's power through this wall because the other side is going to be a better me.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> it was just horrible in the middle of it. No, I really didn't know what was going on. And it wasn't until it was until I had really turned the corner that I was like, oh, now I understand why I was struggling so much. Um, so unfortunately, I did not have the awareness um, during, but after, I feel almost enlightened because I know myself so much more and I know what I need and I know what I want and that allows you to create a strategy for how you want to live your life and m- move forward your career and just do everything that's important to you. Whoa that's some serious life advice right there.
1: Yeah that's what this is all about. Hot pod. Yeah matchmaking life advice come on.
0: Highly devoted. And weed and grub. Yeah. <laughs> And great parties. Yes.
2: Love Breeze coming up. Love Breeze. So if you want to come to Love Breeze on June 18th in Beverly Hills, you can just head to at Highly Devoted on Instagram and we'll have a link in the bio where you can sign up for tickets and it is free to attend for guests. So you definitely want to come. And then like we were talking about before, head to HighlyDevoted.com to sign up for our matchmaking database and you can set up a consult with me and we can see if we can find you your perfect match. Wow. So good.
1: So, so good. Thank you for being on this hot pod.
2: Thank you for coming, Molly. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it so much. I've been a fan for such a long time. I've been hounding Mary Jane to come on this podcast. So when I got an email a couple months back from Mary Jane's assistant, Mike, uh, (laughs) I was like, yes, I'm in. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> With that everybody, uh please listen to us on any wait, what am I saying? You got me there. Yeah. I need tongue time. We're me.
0: available everywhere you get your pods, yeah. hot pods.
1: Uh leave a five star review. We are at Weed and Grub on Instagram or Wean all over the internet.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for thank knowing. you so much. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Bye everybody.
0: Bye.